Welcome to the latest episode of the Old Man Ultras. We are an exceptionally unofficial FC Cincinnati podcast, and we have now recorded twice in the space of, what, a week? Less than a week? I shouldn't say less than a week because it probably won't be available until at least a week after the last one came out, but hey, that's better than once every four months. So um, I'm still Schindler. I am still not seated next to my good friend Bubbles, but I know he's right there next to me in spirit. So Bubbles, what the fuck's going on, man? Not much, not much. I was just pretending in my mind's eye because we were talking about various physical contact with each other, and and I was trying to picture Macca's OnlyFans site if it was like, <laughs> like if it would be him, like you know, sitting outside in the in a gully with cats surrounding him, um, you know, just trying to picture that in my mind's eye. But I, I, that probably depends on what tier you are of a fan. No, I, I have I have no idea. I just know it's a it's a fan site. I have no idea what other thing goes on on those. I, I have no idea what that is. But uh, for fifteen bucks a month, you can find out, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, before I get into introducing Maca at OnlyFans.com. Um, <laughs> Or .org or .net or whatever it is. Uh, I do have some news. Uh, as some of you may know, my uh, my I had a personalized license plate um, that that was orange and blue at or O R G B L U. That is no longer the case. What? Yep. I uh, because I I I purchased a new vehicle and was switching plates, and I could not like. I, for some reason, I couldn't get the new MLS logo with the orange and blue. I could, I tried all these different other variations, and so finally, I just went to the DMV, and it was too much of a hassle to figure out how to transfer my. I had to do it in person, and I wanted to get it anyway. So I'm no longer that. I'm not going to give up my license plate now, but uh, um, maybe, maybe in two years, a year or two, I'll, I'll change it back. So you didn't get a personalized one at all. You just—I did not get a personalized one. Now, now I am incognito. Very nice. <laughs> and speaking of incognito, <laughs> now see, I can't—I can never do it like Maca does. It doesn't work. But speaking of incognito, he would be next to my left because I'm sitting where Stone D is again, um, in case an intruder comes in the basement or big baller, so I can shoo him the f away. <laughs> Is Maka. Maka, how you doing? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. And I appreciate your tactical awareness in your basement. Mm-hmm. But what if someone comes at you from the boiler room? What are you going to do then? I'm going to throw some cheese at him or a beer can at him or something like that. Nice, nice. So you're, yeah, you're, I, I, can, I can picture exactly where you are. You're sitting there with your main focus on the staircase. You got it. But if I was going to come in to offend you, I'd be coming in through the back door. Yep. So why don't you sit where Schindler sits, <laughs> and then you've got a 180 peripheral vision of every person coming into it. That's true. Why do you? That's why I sit there. That's why I, ch- I chose that seat. You know, like it's a uh, tactic. Yeah. That's why he's the captain. <laughs> and and we're going to get picked off by intruders, but our captain is going to still be there at the end. So it's our job to defend him. But hey, who's going to attack us? We're hard as fuck because we're the right. Who would dare? Who would dare impregnate us and try to uh, overcome us? Anyway, this is all getting a bit silly. Um, I'm great. 
I've just told you uh, uh, before the pod, I've had about 12 hours sleep. Um, I've had more sleep um, last night than I've had since I was about three. Nice. And it's fantastic, and I'm up for this. And I'm. I wish we were talking about something other than the FCC's recent change. <laughs> because I'm, uh, I'm. Yeah. Anyway, but not to be thwarted. I'm glad that we're all together again. And I'm looking at you all, and your stats look great. Stone D, you're kind of wavering a little bit. I just need to know you're here, so I'll say, Stone D, can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome. How are you doing, buddy? You're looking great, great now. I, I unfortunately did not get 12 hours of sleep. That's koala bear sleep, but I am, I'm very happy you did, uh, Maka. That's awesome. I don't have any kids. That's another thing. Yeah, that's right. That's a hibernation, man. That kicks ass. <laughs> no, I'm I'm doing well. I am also tactically positioned in my basement where I can see anybody walking down the uh, the stairs. So um, if I have to jump anybody, I can do that too. But um, yeah, it's um sadly un- unlike the last podcast, we are not we are no longer in a winning streak, which really sucks. That's true. But um, that's okay. You know, there, there's still about almost no games left, so we can always make a big comeback. <laughs> but you know, whatever. What are you gonna do? Um. The thing I'm excited about, though, to tell you guys the truth, is uh, I know, Mac, I think you were on this call yesterday. I don't go to a lot of the uh, like the town halls that FC Cincinnati has, but they had the Bailey Town Hall yesterday. Mm. And I'll be honest with you. like That was the first thing I watched that really, really made me want to get back to the stadium and get back at a match. But especially, you know, the new stadium is going to be awesome. So if you saw it, I'll just give you the highlights real quick if you didn't. Safe standing, you already knew about. There will be, like, cup holders at every spot the stand. Let me reiterate standing. There will be no seats in the Bailey. There will be no place to sit. So I, I think that's kind of interesting, but I think yeah. it's at the same time. They're going to have capo stands. Uh, they're going to have drum stands. And they're going to have those giant, like, some t- sort of mechanism that we can use to elevate gigantic TFOs and all that stuff. So it sounds like it's going to be pretty cool. The best yeah. part, though is there will be a supporter section bar like 25 feet from the Bailey. So (laughs) if they got any of the feedback I gave in my email, I think they pretty much like got all those things nailed. So I I pretty much think that they, they, they just handed the the designers your survey. (laughs) I think they did. It's almost like they came down to the basement here and we just had a conversation like, okay, you got to start with beer and then (laughs) go with cup holders. And that's really all we need. (laughs) It was just like, make, make it so, yeah, make it so. But no, it's going to be fucking awesome, I think. So I'm really looking forward to that. So damn you, COVID. We got to get this beat so we can get in the stadium. <laughs> they, uh, the architect that they used uh, also did the Minnesota Stadium. And so when I was there last summer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, I mean, a couple of things that just, I mean, I think I talked about this in a previous spot, but man, the, the concourses and yeah. the like variety of, ways to buy food and drink in the, in the stadium were just amazing. And, yeah. uh, that's going to be, I think that's going to be one of the big differences with, between, uh, there and Nippert. The other one I think is just the, the views from all the seats yep. and every spot in the stadium are going to be incredible. I agree. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I mean, I, I love the experience at Nippert and Clifton and all that. I, that'll never like change. I always love that, but it is going to be nice to have multiple like options on bathrooms Tons of food. You're going to be ordering the food through the app and all kinds of cool stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm paperless, so I'm looking forward to not having the wristbands and all that good stuff. So yeah, 
Yeah, I think it'll be cool. Oh, wait, we're not going to have, there's not going to be wristbands? No, there's not going to be wristbands. All right. They said they'll make a special, they they may consider making like, a, you know, if, if you really need to have it, they might they might help you out. But for the most part, they'd like you to use a mobile mobile phone. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. There's, there's an FCC um, embeddable chip into your wrist <laughs> yeah. that you can go for. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, hey, everything I've been reading online, apparently Bill Gates is going to do it. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you're going to uh, get that with your coronavirus vaccine. That's, that's right. right, man. That's right, because all the sites I read say that's going to happen, man. He's going to do it. But, um, no, uh, yeah, the architect who was at that Minnesota, Minnesota game that you were at, Chindler, he was asked to design a stadium uh, that's comfortable to be beaten 7-0 in. Or was it 7 1? 7 1. So they're like, okay, so you get the vibe of the stadium. Yeah. Design us a stadium where it's okay, where if you get beat 7 1, you feel comfortable. Yeah. And you can get your hot dog like that. That's the guy and, we need. That's, yeah, our that's, that's our guy. And he was like, sure, I'm on it. I'm on it, boss. Oh, shit. And he said, you know what will pacify him? Fucking cup holders. <laughs> yeah, see? That's Seriously, I tell you what, though, I'm excited about the cup holders. I got like, I have dropped, I, I remember dropping so many beers in the Bailey. Oh, yeah. And particularly after when someone like, you know, who's not been in the Bailey before turns around and goes, do you think the language is a little bit appropriate in here? And we've gone, shut the fuck up. And then I've <laughs> dropped, and then I've dropped my beer and made it look like I've thrown it at their feet. Oh, and then nice. I've gone, sorry, sorry. I have, so, and cup holders are great. Yeah. On more than one occasion, I've drank a beer that I've dropped after I've dropped it. So the, the can's kind of scrunched up or whatever, but it's still got enough beer in it to drink. So, yeah. yeah. The next thing we need is one of those, you know, when you snag the free bag of kettle corn? Yep. We need a kettle corn bag holder. Uh, yes, we, that's a great we, idea. Because uh, the Kaiser who came with us, he spilled that kettle corn that day. Right. Um, we got, and we still at it, but you know. Yes, <laughs> I, I have a feeling there's not going to be much free anything inside that stadium. Uh, <laughs> true. I mean, they, they, one of the things that Birding was saying is he, he thinks that well, he's claiming that the food prices are going to be the best in any sports venue like in Cincinnati, which means you know beers will only be nine dollars instead of like ten or whatever. But <laughs> I, yeah, I have hope that it won't be too expensive. We'll see. I remember saying to someone, uh, when I used to go to the Reds games quite a lot, I remember saying to somebody, the best deal was to get the can of Modelo at the UDF um, just before the bottom of the seventh. And someone said, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's only $8. (laughs) (laughs) And then going to Kroger after the match and seeing it there for like, I don't know, $2.20 and going, (laughs) what have I done? Well, I will say, I think I said, I don't think I said this on the podcast. I think I said it offline, but the, um, uh, I was up in Columbus last weekend and their new stadium is nowhere near as far along as ours. I mean, it's, it's, you know, a clear structure and they've got cranes and all that stuff, but you know, it's not like ours. I mean, ours looks almost done from the outside. Yeah. Oh, it's like the roof is on. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, uh, they're supposed to open sometime next year. <laughs> I think they were always shooting for a summer, um, Opening not the not at the beginning of the season, so I don't know if they're mm-hmm. going to play that shithole for the first part of the year, gotcha. uh, or they're just going to be on the road for three months, like Portland was. But um, where is I, it in uh, where is it in relation to the current stadium? Is it next to it, or is it away from it? No, or? it's 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 kind of 
I don't know if you know where like the Columbus Blue Jackets play. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah, it's right around there. It's sort of, and it's kind of like right by Ohio State. So on three fifteen, and mm. uh, you can see it from three fifteen pretty easily. It's a, it's a, it should be a much better location. It's like way closer to bars and stuff like that. There's um, uh, what's what's that? What's that Mexican place that's in uh, Cincinnati downtown? That's Taco uh, Bell. The posher one. <laughs> Nan- or- Is it Nan? Nan- Nada. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it, that, that, they've got one of them next to the Blue Jackets Stadium in Columbus, and oh. so it, you know, it's it, sorry, that's I went there once um, when I was going to a gig at uh, is it Live Nation that's there? Oh, I don't know. Columbus is so it's so like I went there to see a gig at um, is it Live Nation that's there? Not Live Nation. There's a gig. There's a venue there that's great. It's an outdoor and it's an indoor at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's right near the 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 hockey team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know and, and, and there it is. What, what did you say is the name of the restaurant called? Nah. Flavor Town. Flavor Town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on. I'm on. I'm on like beer three. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I love Guy Fieri. <laughs> you know, I love him. No, it's uh. They don't tease me now. I think the. I think the Restaurants Nada, right? Nada, yeah, yes, Nada, yes, yes. So, um, so, so, yeah. So, okay, sorry. I just they do a very nice salsa verde. Oh yeah, yeah. They put a bit of cream in it or something. It's oh. so nice. It's so nice. Anyway, sorry. Back to the football. Yeah. So to the football. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Is there any more stadium talk? So before we have to talk about the football. I did drive past the stadium um, a few weeks ago when I was going for one of my drives, and it, it looked it looked impressive. But from what I saw the other day, they do they do seem to have the the, the roof on now. Yeah. Which is just fucking amazing because it's like wow, that's that's no mean feat, you know. It's like they're really. I don't know. I think it's because in America you don't have tea breaks like we do in England, so shit gets done. I really think that. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I went past it like um, on the seventeenth, and it just, I was like impressed by its um, by how much it had uh, evolved. And then the other day, I just saw that it's got this roof going around it. I'm like, fucking hell! Sweet. So yeah, we should we should be in there by next season. <laughs> If, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I hope it'll be sad if I mean, and I don't know what the likelihood of this is at all, right? About whether it'll be safe and allowed to have a full crowd in there. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I guess they're probably going to open. I think they were targeting March, but let's say it's April or May. You know, what are the chances that if we're going to have full crowd? Would that be a good? Would that be possible by then? I mean. We won't have full vaccine rollout then unless, you know, of course, you know, Agent Orange is still saying it's going to happen in October, but I don't think there's any chance. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Um, so, and that would be, that would be sad if, uh, if the stadium opens and we can't all go. Um, it's really sad that we're not all going to get to go to Nippert at the end, right? I mean, that, oh, that is, no. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, given how much people have lost with this virus, that it's, very feels very small to whine about the fact that we didn't get to have our our yeah yeah it's still very sad i i I think i I think it's got to the point now where i think everyone's suffered through that everyone knows somebody who's who's had this and everyone knows someone who's suffered from this that we can now actually say 
Yeah, I know a few people who've suffered from this, and it's a shame that this didn't happen in in the in yeah. normal life as well. You know, it's like uh, I, I think what might happen, what would be a nice thing if it could happen, is is next season if if it does go ahead the regular season when we have the um, the cup. We could maybe, you know, well, we yeah. play the games across the street at the at this at the smaller ground. We might be able to play a game or two at Nippet, maybe yeah. just for old time's sake. Yeah, no, I wondered about that too, but I think that the uh, uh, the the money incentive to just do everything at the stadium is yeah, nice. like the uh, money incentive and the leasing and all, like you'd have to because I think the lease might be up for us at Nippet, and yeah. you'd have to rent it out and. One thing, um, one thing I didn't hear on the call yesterday. I mean, I was on the call for it for, uh, in and out while I was cooking. It was a bit weird because I thought that they could see me, <laughs> so I had to turn the computer the other way. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to reveal a few of my cooking techniques to uh, right. uh, Jeff and uh, a few other people. Nice to see Jared. I thought Jared was very good on there. Gave yeah. a good. Uh, he uh, put 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 everything forward well. Nice to see the di repping. Jared and Jared, and Jared he's one of those. Isn't Jared one of those guys that his his lockdown hair looks amazing? <laughs> <laughs> he looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing: I was wondering, just like um, in England, when uh, when Wembley, New Wembley happened, in order to to pay off the debts and that, um, they they were doing everything they can. That's why the NFL plays a couple of games there. And it's why, like Beyonce did, a, like a five night residence there. Are we going to do that with the West End Stadium? Is it going to be like um, a venue for for gigs and stuff? You know, they they I did think... ask. Do you you haven't heard, Maka? They've asked us to pod there live. See, I heard. I thought I heard that, but I thought Knifey Line had got a residency in there, and we were just like we were yeah. going to be supporting him, yeah, which I'm okay with. <laughs> there was a uh, some survey that came out recently from the club asked about a whole bunch of stuff and it included a question around where do you get news about the club? And they listed, um, you know, uh, you know, the, the local media, the FC Cincinnati website, they had, um, Laurel, uh, failure, yeah. whose name I mispronounced her Patreon. And then they, they had, uh, the, uh, Cincinnati soccer talk, knifey lion, and uh, the new one um, that uh, I, mean, I frankly haven't listened to yet. I hope I shouldn't say that loud, but the uh, You Ain't Lion podcast. Oh, You Ain't Lion, yeah. And, but they sadly, they, I, remarkably, did not have us listed, um, which I actually was really happy about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, think, I think people think we've given this up over the years. Well, I, like, I mean, for real, like, you might want to, I mean, I'm happy that people listen to us. But you really should not be listening to us to get news about FC Cincinnati. Right. <laughs> like, oh God, no, no! <laughs> don't, don't, no news about anything apart from <laughs> apart from uh, regional um, food from England. Yes, that's something we do very well. Um, that's a preview of things to come, maybe. Right? Yeah, we we also um, uh, we we I, I think we cover uh, deodorant. Crossover smells very well. I think that's coming up as well. And um, you know, we do we do have we do have occasional rants by various people that that uh you know are pretty profound. And maybe this is a good time for me to rant about time. So, oh, you know, time as one as one gets older, as this 
podcast is the old man ultras and you know i'm not being gender specific if you're um, whatever gender you identify as um, as you get older time becomes more important for instance what i call epl time is accurate if the match starts at seven the match starts at seven yeah then you have mls time which if the match starts at seven it's really seven ten to seven twelve Mm-hmm. And then you have Kroger time. And Kroger time <laughs> is five minutes before anything. Like, say Kroger time, Finneytown Kroger time is to close is 10 o'clock, even though their website says midnight. Okay, fine. It's a mess up with a website. Don't have to close at 9.55. <laughs> All right, rant over. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, hey, that, that, that's the kind of insight that that's the content people that's, want. That's what they exactly. want. There you go. You know, the other thing, Bubbles, you should never do is go to McDonald's. Like, if they close at, let's say, midnight, don't try to order a milkshake anytime after 8 30 because they're <laughs> the machine and they're done. They're going to say it's broken. <laughs> that's happened like every time I've ever tried to take the kids anywhere to get a milkshake after 8 30 or something. Oh, the machine's broken. It's like, it's not broken. You just cleaned it. You don't feel like firing it back up again. Speaking of milkshake machines, holy shit. So Stone D got me cooked on this site, Bid FTA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my. There is, guys, the, there's a restaurant supply sales. <laughs> They're selling a soft serve effing ice cream maker that's worth five grand for like 30 cents. Let's get it. What could go wrong? It, totally. It's the size of a shed. Yeah. It, does, it does weigh a shit ton. Yeah. But it comes in a crate. So I was <laughs> shot down by um, Sparkles, but I am still keeping my eye on that. I'm, I'm going with it on you. I mean, that, that sounds awesome. I mean, I mean, it's 15 cents if you go in with me. Yeah. yeah. I, I might be able to swing that. <laughs> you know what else is really expensive? We will talk about football, I promise. You know what else is really expensive on those things? Or not 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 really expensive, but those um frozen drink mixing things. Like if you wanted like a slushy or a yeah. yeah. freeze, those you know that, that keeps churning it all day long at yeah. a at a constant temperature, those are like three grand. Like a margarita machine? Yeah, those are oh three God. fucking grand. Jeez. But not on Bid FTA. <laughs> I think one of the first secret of Bid FTA is you don't talk about Bid FTA. Right. Damn it! Oh, well. We don't want the listener getting on there and and cutting it. You know, jumping on your bids. Maybe they can be our That's sponsor. True. That'd be awesome. Forget you, Country Fresh. We got <laughs> we got Amazon auction sites going for us now. Well, right. Trust me, trust me. I thought, is there any way I can get two of these frozen margarita machines? Have them set up for when we're, you know, when all this COVID crap is done and just have a plethora of frozen mixes. One, we'll have one version for Big Baller and Shuttle Bus and all that. <laughs> but man, the, the, I could do, oh, it would be, the podcast would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my, my mother in law, she, she keeps like, um, frozen margarita mix in a in our freezer I, I i recently podded with her so we were able to go and see her the other day when i opened up uh, she said to me she says oh the, the the top of this freezer door doesn't close properly 
and when you were closing it, it was hitting the 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 arm of the of the of the fridge below it. And when we opened it up, it was like because the the fridge door was weighed down with <laughs> ice creams and and frozen margarita mix and everything. And yeah, a slushy machine that made margaritas, man. I could I could drink margaritas and nothing else for the rest of my life. That'd be quite happy. Isn't that like what some people aspire to do in Florida, like the Jimmy Buffett fans? Margaritaville. Isn't oh yeah, that, I think you're right. Isn't yeah. that the premise like, of that song? I just honestly, I'd have Stone D make his margarita, and I'd tell him to make, you know, ten times batches and put them in those machines. And <laughs> oh, you know what? There, there oh. could be a lot of these machines being available. With what with the amount of restaurants that are closing yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's actually it's, the sad part shame, of it. But yeah, yeah, we should keep an eye out. But like, uh, shame for them restaurants. Although I did see the other day that a lot of um, a lot of restaurants around here are opening up indoors tomorrow. Yep. Which seems a little bit too soon for me, but never mind. I'm like, are we okay? I mean, I, I've, I sometimes don't look at the map in uh, Ohio. I'm just assuming that we're all fucked. But is are we are we still in are we in the okay zone now to open up restaurants? I, I think know. we're still orange in the county. I have no uh, idea. You see, until it gets to be like zero, I'm kind of thinking this is just a bit of a not a good thing to do. But that's me. I'm mm. cautious, and of course, I'm. I'm immune suppressant, so I can't hang around with you healthy people because I might catch your your, your bugs, which uh-huh. would be terrible for me. That's it. I can't even be around people at the moment because I might just catch a common cold. So yeah. co- coronavirus is the least of my worries right now. I just don't want to catch your sniffles. Right. <laughs> but on the same time, my although my immune system isn't fighting for me, apparently that's a good thing when you get COVID. Yeah, um, you want what? What does someone say to me? They said that the, um, yeah, the 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 immune suppressants I'm taking are actually being used to treat people with COVID nineteen because when your immune system is fucking battling the COVID, it's kind of worse or something. I don't know. Yeah, you get you're exactly they they get an immune immune storm, and you're the things that you're taking probably tamp down that immune storm. So if anything, I'm, I'm in a good place, but I'm not. I mean, so hard to hang out with anyone. But if I do, I might be in a good place to battle it anyway. Oh, well. All right. I'm Every day's a lesson. Yeah, 35 minutes into it. Haven't talked anything about yeah. that. <laughs> there you go. All right, lads. See you next week, yeah? yeah. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh, yeah, I, was, I, I actually don't have a segue. I was going to try to do um, – FC Cincinnati has been storming on the pitch, but that's actually not true. We've played like shit. So yep. couple, we have two matches to talk about, and I really want to talk about one of them, um, and really only for one reason. But the, the one I want to talk about was uh, home game versus Philadelphia. Uh, you know, coming into the game, Philadelphia was basically the highest team in MLS. They've been playing great. Um, they came to Nippert and frankly, we completely shut them down. Like they had, I think the XG for that game, they had like 0.3 or something. They had almost no chances. We played really well. It was the first time under Yapstam, I think that, and we've won some, we won a couple games back in ancient history, but like in that match, we actually really controlled the game. Well, we actually tried to attack. We had a bunch of good chances. 
um, because it's 2020, we finish the game nil-nil because that's apparently what we do at every home game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was unusual for the fact that it was actually a pretty good game. And the one thing I really wanted to say is I got such unexpected delight from the Nick Haglund experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Haglund was like the poster boy of how we fucked up the roster build last year. You know, we spent all that gam on him. And he clearly wasn't that good, and he's never looked that good. But he was really good in that game. Yeah. And I, literally now when I picture him in my mind, I always think of him as in a bathrobe because I just think he is the dude. And uh, <laughs> and just seem, I mean, even though, like, I, you know, he, apparently he's a nice family guy. He's got a little kid. Um, but uh, I just can't help with that hair. Just thinking of him looking like Jeff Bridges. Drinking white Russians, wearing that <laughs> <laughs> on the pitch so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I was. I can't remember. I think Big Baller had a game, and so then we watched the game on on our phone in a Lowe's parking lot after we ate dinner. Yeah, and I think so, and. We were also very well. Big Ball and I were very surprised at the amount of chances we had. I, it's, it's, you know, the 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 game after that really sort of put a a big scar across my brain as to what I remember. But what I remember is that we had a good number of chances. I felt like we should have won that game. That but we played very well both offensively and defensively, especially defensively. Um, Spencer Ritchie had a good game. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I have a few stats in front of me. Oh, Maka, there you go. It's like basically it was. I only brought them up because beforehand because I remembered it from from the night. And they didn't have a shot on target, even though they had six shots at our goal. They didn't get one on target, and that was like the real. Considering how well Philly were playing, that was like kind of surprising. We had seven shots and one on target. So if that had gone in, we would have won. But like, yeah, it was. Um, they were. They were. We played really well against a team that had more possession than us. They, they had more passing and more passing. Uh, the passing accuracy was was similar. We kind of fouled them a little bit more and stuff. And uh, but we 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 had more corners than them and things like that. And it was just like we. we I think we played really well. It was. It was one of those nil nils where you can say, "Hey, man, that was nil nil, but that was a good game, and we played well. We stopped them from doing their thing." And yep. you, you like to think that home advantage gets you the win or gets you, it gives you an advantage, but in these times with no fans, you know, it, it is a little bit different. And the other yeah. thing is that there is this, there is this seems to be this phenomenon right now that like certain teams that were a little bit shit are kind of playing a little bit better without fans in the stadium because they're not getting the negativity from the fans. <laughs> um, Everton in England are a prime example of that. <laughs> um, yeah, now They look brilliant at the moment. I watched them this afternoon. They look great. Um, there's certain players coming to, to, to you know, fruition that, uh, who looked shit last year. Um, and and it, could be, it could just be that Nick Haglund is going through this experience now where he hasn't got the crowd on his back, but I mean, he he was. I think the game before the Philly game, we even said he he had a great game before then as well. And then, unfortunately, you know, he's he's got um, he's tested positive and he's out for a few. Yeah. Years, so. Sorry, bubbles. Yeah, 
No, no, that's okay. And do you, um, so yeah, that game nil nil. And then, well, I guess can we just put the NYFC FC or whatever the hell they are called on hold? <laughs> and we have this budding or this new collaboration partnership with Hoffenheim. Yeah, yeah, and they like kicked ass. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they beat Bayern Munich. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's funny because that came out and it was like, uh, what is this? And basically, my interpretation is Jeff Burden gets to travel to Germany a couple times a year and drink <laughs> beer. Um, Sounds pretty awesome. I, I mean, I don't know. I really don't know what we get out of it other than – Sometimes um, sometimes things like this are done for like um, – like, uh, uh, maybe if Hoffenheim have a few young kids who they want to farm out – to you know, uh, to other teams, we might be the beneficiaries of them. But if those guys are a uh, European, it doesn't really help us much because we might not have the birth or the slots for them. So right. it is a bit of a mystery how this is going to work out. Maybe we can send some of our players over to them and train. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Normally, when these like little strategic partnerships are formed, it's so that players can move forwards and backwards in in you know between the clubs so i don't really know what this is about yeah i don't know. i mean i kind of get it from the hoffenheim standpoint because i think uh american players are sort of trendy right now in europe you know between uh you know you know just there's a number of yeah yeah mckinney starting for juventus and um you know there's uh, obviously dortmund with uh you know pulisic and then now uh reina as starters and you know you've got Zach Steffen as Man City's number two I mean there's it's definitely a moment Mm -hmm. so it's just feeling like okay this gives them an opportunity to have a connection to the American market so that if like you know they look at Frankie and think oh this guy could yeah Yeah. but I I, it doesn't it is a weird it's funny I don't really quite know I mean the stuff that was announced was kind of like oh the coaches will all talk and yeah, so maybe from like a youth perspective, like you know the FC Cincinnati Academy kids might have an opportunity to go over there and and experience being in Europe and playing some European teams, which would be cool. I mean, that's fine, but I still think it's basically about burning going there to drink beer. I think you're right. It could be. You never know. It might be. There could be some strategic sausage <laughs> partnership going on. Wouldn't it be great if the if the if Cincinnati started getting some good sausage? Yeah. Like, people would be like, "That's Hoffenheim sausage, that mate." You never got that. You never got that in the USL. Think on. Yeah, but yeah, um, uh, if it's a if it's a if it's, a, if it's a exchange of strategy or strategery, then yeah, um, I'm welcoming it because Hoffenheim, Hoffenheim are like they're the hipster German club, um, aren't they? Hoffenheim, they were. They're like, well, all German teams are owned by the supporters or, or are owned by a, co- a co- collective. Yeah. But Hoffenheim were kind of the hipster team not so long back. They came into the league and, and tore it up a bit and, and niggled the uh, the hierarchy like the Bayern Munichs and the and all that, but um, and the Dortmunds, but never really came to anything in the end. No. And Hoffenheim itself apparently is like a village of four thousand people. So yeah, there are it, it has no right to be as dominant as it was. Um, yeah, 
because they can't even fill a fucking stadium. <laughs> um, you know, other people they rely on other people coming. Funny enough, today I watched Bayern Munich versus Dortmund in a in a great little game. Um, excuse me, I've got the hiccups. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, because Bayern Munich won everything last year. They um they they let Dortmund play them in the Super Cup this afternoon, and they beat them three two. But it was a good game. It's nice to see uh, Bundesliga yeah. on uh, ESPN is uh, is yeah. it's my new favorite thing after the Premier League. Yep, I love a bit of Bundesliga, mate. Oh, I did like they were the first league to start playing again, and yeah, I mean that was I was I was watching, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, actually, I, t- I need to correct you there, Stone D. It yeah. was actually the South Korean League. Oh, uh, they uh, they beat them to the restart by ten days. I did not realize that. <laughs> yeah, I was up at three a.m. to watch South Korea. Oh man, <laughs> that's going to be a trivia question at some uh, last yeah. trivia night someday. I have to say, yeah, it was the South Korean League, and they put it on YouTube. Oh wow! And um, because if they didn't, we'd all be watching that Marble League. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, we would. which I still do watch. <laughs> Man, I watched uh, the watched the uh, like the the um, the preliminaries, like the qualifications, and then I haven't watched any more Marble League. Uh well, hey, hey, uh, I don't want to spoil it for you, but uh, you you need to check out what Blue Diamond League are doing. Blue Diamond uh, team. All right. <laughs> oh yeah, Blue Diamond League. Oh, good, good. Man, oh man. Uh, and the cloudy orange is uh, they're pretty good in the Marvel League. But I'm I'm saying too much. <laughs> um, back to the football. Um, yeah, with the uh, with I've got the stats here for the for the four nil drumming. Are we on that now? We yeah, about. we're on that. We'll just touch on it. This briefly. was ridiculous. Um, twenty-two shots to four to eight. Then right. uh, eight on target. We had four on target. So this game could have ended four-four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. um, decide to play without a keeper. It could have ended four-four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Spencer Ritchie obviously made four saves. <laughs> <laughs> and so did their keeper. So fuck that. Um, they had way more possession than us, and the passing and all that. And uh, but the pass accuracy again, eighty-five percent for them, eighty percent for us. And it was a fouly game as well. Lots of fouls. Um, lots of yellow cards as well. Five yellow cards. But um, but yeah, it it, it literally uh, was this. This was the game that had the fastest ever goal against us. Was it against? Was it the fastest goal in the MLS as well? What I I remember is I, again, Big Baller had a game, and so we did the same thing. We we, uh, turned it on in, like, we turned it on as we're going to get food. And immediately as I turn it on, I'm like a minute late, and upper in the upper left corner, it's 1-0. I'm like, gosh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, how does that happen? And and Big Baller's like, don't tell me, don't tell me. I'm like, doesn't matter. We're we're, we're down 1-0. And, it's, right. and then uh, Tommy G's like, this is the, the uh, was it the, was it the fastest? Oh, how did he say it? I'm like, Big Ball, the way he said it was like, Wait, we've given up faster goals because <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like it was like the like the the fastest goal 
it was the fastest, one of the fastest goals FCC has given up, and we're like, oh wait, have there been faster ones? Yeah. yeah well, no, it, it was like yeah, it was like thirty-one seconds, and I think before that it was like something like fifty seconds. Man. So no, it, we we haven't given up faster ones, but we it, that's certainly. It was one of the. I, I would imagine that most people tuning in would have just turned around to have got a beer out of the fridge and then gone, oh, okay. And then you're watching the whole flipping game. Here you go. Um, after conceding the fastest goal in club history after 31 seconds, FCC Cincinnati allowed three more and lost 4 0. Yeah. Why did we allow them? We should have said, no, we don't allow you that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I no, we deny you. Right. We deny. Oh my god, this fucking thing keeps on coming up, saying that my my PC is infected. It's yeah. a fucking Mac, you fucking. <laughs> Seriously, I'm sorry. Chrome is just sorry, guys. I can't tell. Right. Am I infected? No. <laughs> Can you? Do I sound any different? But yeah, it was um, uh, it was a terrible, terrible. Res- I mean, it just seemed ev- apart from the four times that obviously they didn't score from their attacks, and um, it just seemed that like every attack we were, ju- I was just like, oh, we're gonna, they're going to score here, and not for the first time on a Saturday when we've been beaten, I found myself in bed at like twenty to ten, yep, quarter to ten, going fuck this, it'll all be better in the morning. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, it's like from a little bit of I, I watched a video on how to attack uh a a three five two or whatever with wingbacks and they basically overload the wingbacks and make them decide like two V ones. Did anyone else see that video on Twitter? I did not. Like, no. Yeah, you basically you basically take two V one to Gutman and your other wing back. And so you make them commit to one and leaving the other guy open. Cause the, if the midfielder isn't coming back, other midfielders aren't coming back to help cover. And every fucking time it's like, you can see like on the second goal that went that nutmeg Richie, like mm-hmm. you can see Gutman's like, I got two guys. I don't know who to guard. And he's like, I know it's coming. I know their overlaps coming, but I can't do anything about it. Cause I have to respect the guy in front of me. And there, there's the goal. The only thing that made me a little bit better about that second goal that nutmegged um, Richie was that happened to Columbus the next day. Oh, that's good. Oh. It, it's almost the same exact situation, yeah. only the – I forget who Columbus was playing. It was Toronto. They sort of marched down, and the Toronto guy sort of pushed the defender aside and went all the way down to the end line and just nutmegged the keeper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was we were we were up north in like I think we had a game in, game around Lebanon area with Big Baller and turned that on and it was just one of those things where I didn't want to keep watching. No, nope, I yeah. agree. I, I hated watching that game to be honest. <laughs> so here's here's my only real take on that game, which is uh, so I think for what the last three Saturday home games, uh, Stone D. It's been nice enough that Stone D. has put his. Uh, projector out on his back yes. court. Yep. So, you know, you project the game against the wall. Um, you know, it, it, he's got, he's, he and Mrs. Stone D have come up with these great little personal, they go to Costco and get personal snacks for everyone. <laughs> so my Saturday pattern has uh-huh. been put on my backpack full of beer, and which is one of the quarantine purchases I have, and walk up the hill from my house to Stone D. It's a little bit more than a mile. Yeah. And, uh, 
I get there almost always, you know, 10 or 15 minutes after the game starts because my mental clock is the game must start at 7. <laughs> and, uh, and I make the joke, like, how many goals have we scored? And, of course, that's hilarious because we don't score goals. Right. <laughs> and, um, but this one, I got there, and we are already losing. Yep. But it was still a beautiful night, and we had a couple of guests. The uh, Tiffany Brumberg and her husband were there, yep. which was great to see. <laughs> Ronnie Disco made an appearance, which was awesome. And we oh, watched uh, James Brown's performance from the 2004 Bonnaroo oh, Festival. Yeah. So, you know, it's a lot, but the soccer fucking sucked. Yeah. And I will say, like, I, I'm kind of mad about a couple things related to Voldemort. Like, the fact that Alan Cruz is on his shit list, I don't understand that. He was our best player last year, arguably. If, if not him, it was Ledesma. And I don't, I mean, he had a he, Laura Phillips actually in her uh, Patreon thing today had a interview with him, just saying you know all the right making all the right sound bites around you know wanting to fight for his place and all that kind of stuff. But I still I was just annoyed by the fact that uh, he you know for whatever reason old Voldy has not thought of him as a starter. Yeah. Um, fucking Semdy on who I hope never plays for us again. And he's really like my least favorite player that's ever put on a shirt. And, um, <laughs> and you know, like it's, it, it's just like, we have no attacking intent sometimes. Right. And I get like, you get a little, you know, I'm sure that he's scarred by the fact that we've been so bad defensively in some games. And I get, we just give up four goals. So to some degree, but man, there's some games where we just don't try to attack. And the other thing is like, I mean, Lucadio just looks like he's never going to score again. And he's had a lot of decent number of chances. He could easily have, you know, four or five goals this season, in which case he'd look like a much better signing. But right now, it's like like nothing. He's never going to score again. Right. He had that that free kick, which was amazing. That was when we were 1-0 down. If if he scores that, if the keeper doesn't get it, that changes the the. Sort of the, I mean, I think we still would have lost, but I don't think it would have been 4 0 and the monkey would have got off his back. So that was like, I, he had that great hit. And I'm like, well, there's hope. And, but then, you know, like he, I remember Tommy G and, and Kermit. Sorry. I'm sorry. I have to call him that. Um, never, Irish Kermit. Never hardly ever called his name from there on out because we just weren't attacking. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> It was, yeah, I, w- I was going to say, it. the difference, bes- I mean, I think after we had the, you know, the game against Philly where we shut them out, to, to, to go and play, I, I really just thought, you know, yeah. hey, we've been unbeaten, you know, we've had a 1-0 win and a 0-0 draw, and like, and then it was just like, bang, 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 and it was like, oh, for fuck's sake. It just yeah. seems that, like, if we don't, if we don't lose, if we don't draw nil nil, we lose three or four nil. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's like there's, so I don't know. If it feels like we're being controlled by Vegas bookies. <laughs> I'm going to go to Vegas and put a bet on yeah. <laughs> nil nil or three nil. But yeah, it was it was so it's so annoying. And um, I mean, Philly. I I really felt like after we after we drew with Philly, I was like they're a good team, man. And, and for us to do that, that's great. You know, and then to just to seem to roll over for, oh God, I've got to say that NYFC, FC, yeah. isn't it? NYFC, FC. I think, it's yeah. a, I think you got it. Yeah. Um, 
But they, I mean, they they look good when they were coming yeah. forward, but they did they didn't look four nil good. No, I yeah, yeah. I mean, like I mean, the theme for the year so far has been that we are underperforming our expected goals. So I'm just looking at the stats right now. So right now, Lacadia on the year, uh, you know, has expected goals of four and a half. He scored one. Um, uh, Brandon Vasquez in much less time, right? And you know he's played basically half as many as many times. He's got two point three expected goals. He's only scored one. I mean, I just think like I, basically we're not converting anywhere near the chances that we that we could be. Yep. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't mean like I mean even if we'd scored every chance there, you know, if we'd scored at our expected goals, we'd still be among the lowest scoring teams in the league. But it's just it's frustrating that we're underperforming there. So like that game, that match was, you know, 0.8 XG for us to 1.9 for uh, NYCFC. So, you know, they definitely outplayed us. Losing wouldn't have been surprising. Um, losing 4-0 is kind of on the, the outer edge of those. Yeah. You know, it just felt like one of them. But it also just – it it was a match. It had very 2019 vibes in the sense that it looked like the team just kind of gave up. Yep. Right? Yeah. We haven't seen that. And they sort of gave up, and it was like, it's frustrating. Yeah. 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 They did say um, what one of the things that was um, mentioned that was that um, uh, Yapstam only could make, name 17 players for the squad, yeah. um, whereas they had 20. You know, and I mean, and I know that sounds like it doesn't make a difference, but when you've got injuries on top, and then of course you have Nick Hagland out because he's the, you know, and it's a bit, it's a bit. I think um, I think it was was it Spencer Ritchie? I think Spencer Ritchie might have said it's a little bit eerie that someone's been tested positive because now everyone's worried because they've all hung out with him. You know, uh, Nick Hagland. Uh, you know, obviously can't yeah. play in the team for a couple of weeks, and then you had um, you had Shemi Suave Teton, of course, who couldn't play because he'd just come back, and he's been training with them, I think, but he's he's been isolating himself, but. I think he might be back now in full on training because I, I think, think he has- I think he'll be back next. He'll be he'll be back. In, he's I think he's back in uh, for for uh, this weekend's game. I think I think so. I yeah. think fourteen days is up. Yeah, and, because we- and we have um, the guy from um, oh my gosh, what's his name? Colo, uh, the Japanese guy. No, 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 no. Uh, is he? Is he? He's not. Is he South African or is he? Yeah, from, uh, from Brentford. Who's from South Brentford? African. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's now training with the team. So he signed like three months ago. He finally can play for us. <laughs> that could be. That, he could be a good signing as well because Brentford were looking good last year. But I think I think I think Nick Hagland's um, you know positive test. Ripple throughout the team because Spencer Ritchie, I, I did see him twice saying like, you know, oh, it was a bit, it was a bit weird. We we've not had any issues, and now we've got this guy, um, you know, and and we're all we all feel for him, but you know, we're, we're all we're all trying to get it off our heads, you know, and and sort of like, you know, we hope he can join the team soon, but we're kind of like freaked out about it, you know, because it is what you know when when you play. I've seen that Tottenham documentary, you know, when. When when the balance can get up, up, you know, pretty easily thrown out when somebody 
when something happens, you know, yeah. when a player gets transferred or a player gets injured badly or a player has to be out with something like this. So yep. it's a bit weird. But yeah, um, it said, um, what did it say? Uh, Nick Haglund and Shemi Suave Teton were unavailable for le- for selection uh, in accordance with MLS health and safety protocols. And then it's got um, it's got Saad, Abul, Salam, uh, Sam Diong and Jimmy McLaughlin excluded because of injuries. That seems to be going on for a long time, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, Jimmy's injury has been taken forever. So yeah, I, I know, well, like an air quotes injury. Yep. Around like whether he's you know just not in Baltimore, just doesn't like him, or if he really is hurt. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you that, like Bernie and folks do. He he was on that uh, call last night, so he made a he made the player guest star appearance or whatever. That was kind of cool to see him. Yeah, I mean, he's been – I mean, I, I think Birding absolutely likes him as a mascot because he knows he's popular with the friends, mm-hmm. with the fans. But, like, it would be – I just hope he gets the chance to get on the field. Yeah. You know, I mean, even if – I mean, at this point, like, what the fuck? Right. Like, you know, we can't score goals at all. So, I, why wouldn't you let Jimmy right. – if he's if he's healthy, let him get out there and get some run, right? right? right. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm hoping that we get to see Camo in the next match. Um, we also signed that winger from Argentina, which uh, I don't know. Ariel, yeah. Um, he's not on the official roster yet, I guess. Uh, so, I don't know. We'll see. I don't think he has a squad number. So, um, so if we got, yeah, I mean, we've got Philly again a week today. Yeah, our schedule sucks. It's it's brutal. We've I got mean, Minnesota on Saturday and then Philly again. And uh, it says the next five games are at Nippet, yeah. So five nil nils. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. At least we all get beat. The coming Saturday is up at uh, the scene of the crime at the at the Allianz Field in Minnesota. Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're away to and we're away to Philadelphia, yep. and then we have uh, five in a row at home. Yeah. I always remember that game in Minnesota because I was in I was in Colorado Springs. And I, I pulled into a bar and I just said, Hey mate, I said, any chance you can put the game on ESPN? I'm from Cincinnati. And he was like, oh, yeah, I can tell by your accent. <laughs> and he put the game on and he says, what are your team like? And I was like, I didn't know what to say. And I said, oh, well, we bossed USL last year. <laughs> and I just sat back to watch goal after goal after goal hammer in the net. And he just turned around and said to me, he goes, God, every time I look away, you, you can see the goal. So I'm like, well, watch the fucking match then, please, because <laughs> like, this is awful. But yeah, so we're playing Minnesota on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Well, let's hope we do to them what the Reds did to their baseball team, right? Because didn't they beat them? Maybe not. I don't know. What's baseball? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like rounders. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, rounders. I don't know how actually uh, the Reds got on today, but it was it was it was zip zip. Yeah, they uh, lost. They lost at like oh, the did bottom they? of the thirteenth or whatever it was. because uh, it was scoreless until then, surely. Because mm-hmm. every time I looked, I thought, "How can a baseball game stay?" Oh well, yeah. I, I'm just surprised they were in the the. Anyway, this isn't a baseball podcast. You can go to C dot off the Athletic for that, <laughs> whatever his name is. Um, but yeah. Uh, what, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, I've just got a confirmation here. Do, 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 do. Um, Alexandru uh, uh, Mitriata's first-minute goal is now the fastest goal scored against FC Cincinnati in the club's MLS history hey. and is the first-ever goal scored by an opponent in the first minute of a match. The goal breaks the previous 
Jeez. Set by Chicago Fires, Fabian Herbers, who tallied in the second minute on August 25th. <laughs> All right. So there you go. Is that the August the 25th of this year or last year? I don't know. but um... I think it was this year because that, that uh, <laughs> match reminded me of that uh, Chicago match where it was just like – all right, uh, let's do some FLQs because we got a few. We're already we're already getting to the hour mark, so we got the FLQs, which we appreciate. I, we put the uh, call for questions out pretty late in the day today. We got some great ones, so I'm just going to get right in it. First one, friend of the pod, all around excellent per- human being, Ziggy Zabrowski, uh, has a question. And he says, if you were creating a playlist to put in a time capsule to convey the future of the generation, your feelings about this season, what songs are you putting on it? And just before you guys answer the question, to give you guys a uh, you know a minute to think about your answers, I was telling Stone D before we, re- we started recording, a, a friend of mine from college who we've been doing these like you know weekly Zoom calls or whatever, which has been really fun, um, mentioned that he's got this giant playlist that he keeps on Spotify. So basically, like anytime he thinks of an album that he likes, like a whole album, he'll just throw it on this playlist. So now it's you know hundreds of hours of music, and then. You know, he's just driving around like, you know, this happens to me all the time. I can't think about what to listen to. Um, when that happens to him, he just puts on this playlist on shuffle. And so then you just get random music that you've liked or, yeah. or at least like songs mm-hmm. on or whatever. So anyway, I, I spent a, a bunch of time this week starting to create my giant playlist. Um, so if you guys come up with something good, I'm going to add it to my, you know, sort of lifetime playlist idea here that I've stolen. Nice. So. All right. Anybody got, a, anybody got a tune to capture your feelings about the 2020 FC Cincinnati MLS season? It's the end of the world as we know there it. There you go. <laughs> yep. That's a good one. Uh, I was going to go with yeah. a, a new band that I've just recently spun or stumbled across who were quite interesting, but I was going to go with a song called Hell by a clown core. <laughs> it was, look them up on YouTube. You won't find anything cooler than clown core. Trust me. Uh, Encore? Like, like as in the green like instead of hardcore, they're clowncore. Okay. Yep. They typically um, either play in a van or a port I've got to say, Stone D, thank you so much for bringing that into my life. There you go. I, I've got, I've got, uh, in, in, I will, I will send you something in reply, but you might not. It, it's, uh, it's something similar. But that freaked me out when I saw it. It really did. It, it, it literally is two clowns in a in the back of a, a soccer mom van with uh, a guy with a uh, I don't know like a what what you call it a, a hoodie a ski mask it's like a ski mask yeah, yeah. and um, wow that was incredible but it I, really was incredible thank you so much you're for welcome that. for me that's a, a, a very appropriate summary for the season. There's um yeah there's there's a few there's a few songs that I added to a podcast um uh, one of the ones that, that that came to mind with this is um, Elton John Goodbye the Yellow Brick Road <laughs> the Yellow Brick Road being our USL run <laughs> um I, I I still think we shouldn't have left the USL I agree <laughs> uh but but yeah uh, oh gosh the, the end of the world uh, um. I can't think of any more. Oh. I mean, you could always let's 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 just call it like like it is and throw some Macklemore in there and the good old days. I'd put that in there. Ooh, that, yeah. yeah, just not because necessarily a Macklemore because of the lyrics there. 
Um, oh, damn it. There was a, another one. Speaking of Michael. So the producer has an absolute hatred of you two. Yes. And I love it. And uh, I, you know, but I certainly, you know, have listened to him over the years. The irony is, you know how like on your phone, there'll be like a default song that plays when you hit Bluetooth. Um, and for some hilarious reason on her phone, it's a YouTube song. Oh yeah. So, like if she, if she gets in the car and her Bluetooth comes on and she's not playing something else, it'll default to a YouTube song, which is just perfect. It's from that. Um, well, I think when Apple like basically made you have a YouTube oh, song. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> forced, forced Bono. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. the song is, Still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yeah, Frank. Uh, <laughs> and as a as a huge YouTube fan, the producer and I have talked about this at length. Um, yeah, and I still love them to death. Um, and you're right; I still haven't found what I'm looking for. There's sometimes you can't make it on your own. There's another one that we need to put in there because if I didn't have my old man ultras, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Ziggy, thanks for the question. And, I know, I'm, uh, I'm sorry that that was uh, – maybe if I can think of some more offline, I can come at Ziggy harder next time. But uh, on the spot, I can't think of many more. Are any of you guys anywhere near a window where you can see the moon right now? No, is it full tonight? Oh, fuck me. No, it's going to be full tomorrow. Um, but it's so that means yeah. Sorry, that's fucking pedantic, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's gonna be no, it's gonna be fucking full tomorrow. You fucking twat. No, it's like sorry. Um, yes, of course it, it's full as it's gonna. It's full. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is though is tomorrow um, is going to be a full moon, and the thirty first of October is going to be a full moon. That's two full moons in the month of October, folks. Man. That doesn't happen very often. Does that mean I get pregnant or something like that? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, well, just, just watch what you do between the two moons on the 15th. Because mm. that's when the witches have their merry way with young men like you, Bubbles. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm just where I am now. I'm just looking up and the moon is absolutely... It's like... I think I've just seen a witch fly in front of it. I really did. Oh, it's probably a bat. That's what it'll be. Sorry, guys. And, There's bats flying I, around. Can I add one more song that? Sorry, yeah, um, that I let's let's do this because this is probably appropriate for 2020 in general, and that's the sound of silence. There you go. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a good. No goals. No yeah. goal scored. No fans. No fucking anything. Good point. Um, so, uh, the two, two full moons in a month is a, is a blue moon. Yeah. Right? That's the, so, um, and a little, little Schindler trivia for, you know, completists out there that want to know this, uh, the producer and I were actually married on a blue moon. So nice. it was, uh, oh. yeah, that's, that's also a great song too. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, next question. I think we're only going to do one more cause we have gone on pretty damn long. Uh, actually, I think we'll do two more. Um, so uh, the Shermanator, uh, who's uh, now got his Twitter handle in German, so I'm not going to try to read it, except it's something like uh, Meinstadt is um, I don't know what that really means. Uh, his question actually means, well, never mind. Uh, his question, 
we continue to lose and don't make the playoffs, do you see the club losing fans to the point we don't sell out our new digs? And I think that's actually a really good question. Do you do? It's probably a really good possibility too. I I would imagine the FC Cincinnati sales team, which you know has had just like an unbelievable uh, run in terms of you know selling tickets in the USL days, and then when we moved you know moved to MLS, it's probably been a lot harder than they would have thought to sell tickets in the new stadium yeah. for all sorts of reasons. Yeah. I mean, I, my, my personal feeling is is like I, I think. I mean, it's hard to say because let's like if we put the pandemic to the side, let's pretend like we don't have that. I think they will sell it out next year, but yeah. um, the season after that, hell no. Like if we don't start winning games, there's no way. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I I think there's probably I don't know the the sort of like experience honeymoon could last for a couple of years. Like again, it's really hard to tell how much COVID's going to impact right. us, right? I mean, I think. Um, both from people not having money and people not being sure if they're going to feel comfortable going. Next year's just going to be weird. And I agree that, so it's possible that if next year's weird, then you might still get a lot of people coming the year after if things are more normal, just because it'll be like, God, we can finally do something. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we suck for two more years, then I think you start to get in a real problem, right? Then it's like, okay, um, this team is just bad. It's poorly run. We can't seem to figure out how to get good players. I mean, all those things kind of come into play. Um, you know, the the positive spin is when we get to the new stadium and we actually have a revenue source and people can go, that, you know, the, the story has been that we'll really start to spend real money on players and we'll, we'll get enough, you know, quality around the roster. I don't know. I mean, I was more positive on that probably six months ago than I am now just in terms of um, the – uh, I think I was hopeful that the you know Gerard knew what he was doing in terms of assembling talent, and I will say that this year has made me a little bit like, you know, a little bit less hopeful, right? Yep. So there aren't that many players that play that were on the roster last year, and the best player on the team is probably Frankie, and the second best player is probably Joe Zhao, and so the folks that. Uh, Jared's brought in are not exactly making me feel like he knows exactly what he's doing and how to build a roster in MLS. I totally agree. But, so, I mean, all that says, like, it's completely conceivable to me that, you know, we've got two more seasons where we really suck. And that, I think, would actually be a problem in terms of actually selling tickets in the stadium. Yeah. I I think the, yeah. I, I think one of the other things is going to be when we do move into the West End Stadium, it's there. I think, I think. The club is, is really trying to sell the match day experience to those people who, frankly, are going to come along as friends of people who give a shit about the football. And if if the if the match day experience is good for your casual, uh, you know, fan, um, it, it that could be what brings people. I mean, imagine if someone like uh, shells out for for primo seats already. And, you know, the season starts and we lose, 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 lose. But going to the fucking game means that they get, oh, you know what, apart from the football, it's a fucking nice night out. You know, I get get this nice food and I get this nice experience and it's all this, this, yada, yada. That's what can happen, you know. It's like, uh, okay, we'll just come because we've bought the the season, you know. So we're going to come and, you know, 
we don't really watch the game to be honest because we're having so much fun with our nibbles and our beers. You know, it could be yeah. that kind of thing, yeah. you know. So this is I think that's the way to survive these days in football. You've got to make the match day experience good if you're playing good football everyone's happy but if you're not playing good football as long as you're dry comfortable and well fed and oiled you're okay <laughs> so it just depends and some of the i must admit some of the some of the facilities for the seats and that look pretty fucking good yeah. and for those uh, of us and that who, who are used to the bailey get just getting covered from from the elements is going to be a yeah. boon as well you know so yeah. it's it, i think it all depends but like um I, I would say that I think I think I think FCC is in a position now where, okay, I I've always said this that I think we made the leap to MLS a little bit too soon, and we could have had some brilliant brilliant days in USL, but we would never have had the new stadium, you know, if we stayed in USL, we would have always had Nipper, and God knows how long that would have lasted before the cat, the Bearcats told us to fuck off right. and all that, so. That that was never guaranteed, so we had to guess make that move, that leap to MLS before we were really ready. But I think there's enough support for us that I think there's so much many of us that will keep on going regardless of the results. And the fair weather fans who were just in this for the short term, they'll disappear anyway as soon as we have a few bad results. But the ones who are really invested in it and the ones who buy the nice seats and the nice boxes who have a nice time eating. Well, some of the menu items look great. <laughs> you know, the Kobe beef fucking sliders look pretty nice, even if your team is getting fucked by <laughs> at home. Yeah. So let, let's see what happens. But um, oh, it, it's I just I, my biggest fear is that is that this is just going to go tits up within three years, <laughs> and I hope it really doesn't. But, you know. I don't think I don't think they're going to go out of business or anything like that. But I just think that the, uh, I think you're right. I think that the sort of like match day experience stuff is going to be great. There, I mean, I think that business side of the club is really well run. It has been really from the beginning. But I also think that like the success they had in terms of getting a fan base really engaged and excited, um, it helped that we were good, right? Yeah. That relative to our yeah. league, yeah, you know, we finished. When we was third, seventh, but we had the big uh, cup run, and then first in the three years in USL. Like that's you know you can build a lot of fans based on that, and you know there was some sort of like acceptance that last year was like all right we're we're taking a step up we're gonna get our ass kicked and this year is weird so you can yeah. kind of write things off, but and I think next year will probably be weird too and it'll also be the new stadium, but I sort of feel like it's the year after that if it's like we still suck and we're like you know, basically fighting it out to be the worst team in the league. Yeah. Um, I and just think people will start to give up. And I and I agree that there'll be a hardcore of, you know, some number of fans that'll be happily to go and there'll be another hardcore of, you know, like if you own a business and you want to entertain clients, you know, FC Cincinnati is a more inexpensive option than the Bengals yeah. and it's more pleasant. I mean, the Bengals suck and they're, the NFL in-person experience is a disaster. But like, you know, that's going to wear off a bit. And, and I, I had this, you know, sad thought of this beautiful new stadium in, you know, 2025 that's got, you know, 12,000 people in it on a, on a match night. Right. And 
just feeling like you know that it's just a lost opportunity. Yep. Yeah. I um I once went to um I once went to see Liverpool versus Arsenal at Arsenal's old stadium, Highbury. You know that beautiful stadium um, that they had, and they did them the you know it was a corporate box, and I I just I was just like oh. I don't mind wearing a shirt and tie. I was wearing, I was in a suit. First time I've ever worn a suit for a football <laughs> match. And and we won 1-0 against the run of play, and it was brilliant. And the same company, a few months later, invited me to um, Upton Park for West Ham versus, I think it was Charlton. And it was, it was a bit of a shit fixture, and West Ham were fucking bollocks, and Charlton yeah. were no better. But I went. Again. I was like, "All right, I'll stick my suit on again and I'll go." And I had a fucking great time because it was like, "Here's a bit of uh, you know jelly deals and pork pies and all that," you know. And I thought, "Yeah, okay." I saw a shit game of football, but I had a great match experience because there was food and there was drink. And as long as people, as long as football, uh, you know, uh, uh, are packing in the corporate. You know, quite often the corporate end of it will sustain the lack of people coming through the doors. But we, I mean, if if I like, I I buy like a season ticket for um uh, regularly for 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 the Bailey, and then maybe I only go to like eleven games out of the seventeen. You know, it's they've got the money from me. Yep. Right. You know, I, okay, they don't have my voice for six of those games because I felt like oh the weather looks a bit weird. Uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. But like, or I don't feel like it because we're shit. But like, yeah, I think I don't think we'll go out of business. It's just that beautiful new stadium. It needs it needs a great team. It needs good management. I don't think Yapstam is it. I think we're gonna I think we're gonna be looking at someone else before yep. maybe too long because quite. I mean, we haven't talked about it. Maybe we'll save it for the next podcast to talk, yeah. say what we all think about Yapstam. I'm not going at him for it as an anti. Man United bias or anything, but I was my eyebrows was raised a bit when he came in, and he is, you know, when when we drew a few games, when we kept clean sheets, I thought, oh well, maybe that's his thing. It was sure as up at the back, but then we get beat three 0 four 0 It's like, well, obviously not. So <laughs> it just it just remains to be seen what what happens. But this is a crazy year, and I think. I think the best thing we can do for Yapstam for this year is just give him a, a break because this year is fucked up, right? Yeah. So this is a write-off, but the the club must be seeing what he's doing in training with the players and thinking, okay, this guy, you know, okay, the results aren't coming, but you know, this guy is still, I don't know, he's ticking all the boxes. Hopefully, training the players and getting his stats right. And it's if it's not happening and he's complaining about the players, which he hasn't. But I think he he did say something the other day about like, well, how can we how can we, you know, shut out Philly nil nil and then lose to NYC four nil? How does that happen? And it was a bit like, will you tell us, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> please. But anyway, yeah, we'll, well yeah, we'll see. I, I don't even think Terminator. Good question. We appreciate it. And can I and- just say that's that's probably the last time I will say on this podcast. That we moved from the USL too soon because I always say that I'm always a boring old fart saying that, and that is the last time I will fucking harp on about that. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I I completely agree. We've talked about that before. Like, I would have been happy being the best team in USL for you know a few years before uh, moving across. Um, but you know, I I understand like if you've got the you know the the opportunity to move up, that I understand. Sure. 
Well, I've been uh, during this pandemic. I've been reading a lot, and I feel like the man shouting at the windmills in that book I read a few months ago. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> anyway, I'm shouting right. at the clouds. Yep. I think that's a good place to spot, stop. So, uh, listener, thank you for listening. Um, oh, we didn't talk about wig and kebabs. Next What's time, that? we didn't next talk time. about wig and kebabs. Next time, next time. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so this this pod feels even more disjointed than usual, which you know that's that's the way we roll. Yes, so uh, <laughs> if you missed us, this is what you missed. Great. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, we will. Uh, you know, it's possible we'll record next week. We got a that's right match up in Minnesota. When we win seven one, we'll be back to talk about it. Right. So, there we go. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thanks so much.